people are just terrible people. They are. We are not, though. Welcome to the Crap Earcast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Let's, let's be careful how we're throwing around that weird word. Some of us are not terrible people. Me. Like myself and the gentleman to my left, all the Wells. What's up, Wells? Oh, you know. So I'm, I'm not including all that. Oh, no, no. You're the terrible one. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's why it's that's Josh. <sighs> that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, hey, look, it's I'm, me. I'm Jeff, and hey, there's Wells, and oh yeah, Josh. That's, that's why I'm behind the big table. Josh, and I give you guys a little table, and you have to face each other, and I face you like the king I am. Or and hear me out. The two of us can understand how to get along with other people as a general like interpersonal communication and relationship. Whereas I'm a monster. Yes. Yeah. I'm also closest to the door. So yeah, that's true. Unless you have one of those Matt Lauer buttons, I can leave easily. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God. Hey, speaking why of, did you take a seat? I say, speaking of Bill Cosby, why don't you take a drink of that? Oh God. Is it going to make me thirsty in my jukebox? Like he's thirsty for your jukebox. Oh, oh baby. All right. That's not the vamping I wanted to do. I actually Sometimes wanted... you don't get the vamp that you want. You get the vamp that you deserve. I actually wanted to talk about a video game series that I just wrapped up last night. Oh, a series. Okay. Yeah. Dishonored. I'd never played those games before. Ever. They'd been in my pile of shame for years and years. Dishonored's the one where you can, like, you're like, invisible yeah. and you got all these powers. I tried. And I'm just like, this is too complicated for me. It's not as bad. I'm, as I'm getting old man disease where it's just like games are too complicated. Well, it's, I mean, here's it's like fun- learning to ride a bike. There is a learning curve, but man, once you master that learning curve, oh, yeah. the sure. amount of shenanigans that you can pull, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's like Hitman. Yeah. I actually started playing Hitman this weekend. Oh, nice. Played the first intro mission. Took me four tries. Finally got through it. And then, it's, then I'm like, okay, now what do I do? And they're like, the same mission, but 18 different ways. And I said, screw this. <laughs> I'm out. Uninstalled. I'm going home. <laughs> Talking poo is where I draw the line. I, I yeah, I get it. I mean, that oh, uh, uh, poison the the main guy with with rat poison. Sure, cool. Like yeah. I don't I don't want to play the same level eight. Like that's not a game to me. Yeah, I get that. I guess well, that was the one I think that came out like in an episodic format. So Hitman one, like did. that probably yep. makes sense. I just like uh, yeah, Hitman one. How repetitive it was. I'll get I'll get speaking of repetitive. Then I got I got Madden back out. I'm like I'll just play some football. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, say Hitman one was like that too. Just came out. All in one shot, if I remember right. And then the new one all came on one shot, too. So, yeah. Okay, we've amped enough. All right. Vamp, vamp. I want to suck your blood. From our subreddit, slash r slash craft beer cast. Thank you, username I forgot to write down, for this dude, article. Dude. Dude. It, bro. Dude. Bro. Bruh. Bro. Bruh. Bro. Bruh. One job. I know. More than one job. <sighs> and you can't even be bothered to go looking for it either. That's what kills Well, uh, No, I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to talk about the fact that yeast bottles are really becoming a thing. Of, yeast bottles. Okay. Shipwrecks. I told you, see a doctor, get rid of it. Shipwrecks that have happened, because let's face it, there are many a, a boat in the ocean. For a long time, people were harvesting them for Darby treasure and gold and things like that. But they're starting to realize that there are old yeast strains that are sitting in some of these bottles that sure. could potentially be harvested and reused. And we could see styles, which we've already seen in the past, Yeah, styles of yeast that okay. are going to come back yeah. after 200, 300 years, which I think is really cool. I would like to see, you know, just to see what yeast strains people were using two, 300 years ago. Like, 
you know, crack one of those bottles open, do a, you know, get a starter going and propagate that yeast up and, you know, brew a beer like you do a chemical analysis on the contents inside because obviously those bottles, while well kept at the bottom of the ocean or wherever, like aren't going to be good drinking on their own. But you can right. figure out, <laughs> but you can figure out or do a best guess of like what was in there. And, and I mean, I, I just love drinking history. Well, and so what's kind of amazing, too, about them finding a lot of these is that the problems they're running into, because, you know, they've been sitting on the ocean floor for hundreds of years. They're used to below sea level pressure and everything. And the second they start to come up, they're exploding everywhere. The, the smells aren't great. God, it's like my last night. <laughs> right. Hey-o. Uh, but it, it's still a, a really cool concept because, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's one of those things where who was that brewery that Sam Adams did the beer for that had died long ago that was like one of the big originals, like before Sierra, before a bunch of those places. They'd put out a the, the owner had passed away and his daughter had said, yeah, you can brew this beer. I can't even remember the name of the brewery now. Cool the, story, bro. Off the top of my head, I hate you. Can't both. remember the name of the brewery off the top of your head. Can't remember the dang name of the person that submitted this article. He literally begs for people to submit articles every episode. Somebody like, finally does, and he's like, ask yeah, him. Their name. I'll remember it. I'm sure I'll remember it. it Dude, we get like a story every six months. All so. the more reason that it's not like you should like take that as a, I should maybe... All right, you have shamed me yes. enough. My, my Reddit app's also not working right now. For so shame, Josh. For shame. Fine. Fine. You pissed me off. This was also a, a listener submission uh, to me. I had somebody text it to me, and I'm like, Gary uh, Say was the username. Gary? Eat a dick. Gar- Gary who? Say. S-A-I. All right. Thanks, Eat Gary a say. dick. Wells. No, well, he's Gary talk- Jeff. He's talking to me. Gary, he's not talking to you. He yeah. loves you. Thank yeah. you for submitting an article. Yes, thank you We appreciate much. you, Gary. We That's, really do. No, no, seriously. Like, like the, you know, sometimes it, it gets... We have the same, like, you know, circles of information gathering. So to have, like, a, a, a fresh something oh, that somebody found, like, yeah. always always fun. Thank you, Gary. Yeah. And, and you know, especially summer months. Summer months get slow in news. So expect slower news. Yep. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Especially holiday weekend like we just came off of. Like, yeah. ain't, ain't nothing happening. But yep. we didn't. We're not doing the 1776 pack as a story, right? Right. <sighs> we're not. Did you see that? Tell me you saw that. No, I didn't. Last year, PBR did a 99-pack. This year, they did a 1776-pack. It's a literal, like, palette of beer. I don't get it, man. Okay, then. I don't know who's drinking that beer, that much PBR on purpose. That has to be something that, like, a hipster restaurant buys just to say they had it. Probably. God, my kidneys ache just thinking about that. You know it had to be some bar and, like, downtown Austin that is like, well, they've got the 1776. They, they made like three of them. I'm sure. Like, I don't yeah. know. I didn't read that deep into yeah. it. I'm sure they made like three of those things. Yeah. One of them was for the picture and it's just an empty box. Exactly. Uh, us hops. We're on the rise. We've got almost 60,000 acres of places or areas that are growing hops now. 60,735 acres were planted this year. I got some real bad news for y'all. What's that? Uh, expect like low yields. 
because it takes a number of years, right? Well, yeah, it takes like two to three years to like get things up and running. But with the uh, heat issues that they've been having in the Pacific Northwest this mm, year, yeah, that is absolutely going to decimate. I mean, we'll talk about this in a couple of months. What's the figures are, you know, certified everything, but it's it's going to be a real rough year for hops. Because we, we've talked about this in the past, but in case you are newer to the show and you don't know this, homebrewing is one thing, but for a professional brewer or for a real brewery, they're signing these hop contracts year plus out. So hoping that Jeff Kissel's hoppy, hoppy, happy farm can actually provide the contract that I signed to him. And if not, I'm going to have to go into the secondary market and try to buy up anything else that he wasn't able to provide to me. Right, because I have to, I, and I don't, I, I'm, I'm taking some guesses here, and so you guys can keep me honest. I'm assuming when you sign a hop contract that says, I guarantee that I will buy 5,000 pounds, let's say. That's probably too much, but let's just say for the sake of argument, I'm a big no, ass. No, it's not too much. Maybe it's not. I guarantee that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy 5,000 pounds of your hops. And so as a hop producer, if Wells doesn't produce 5,000, I only get what I get. Yeah. At the at the rack rate, and if it's only fifteen hundred pounds, well then I'm screwed on thirty five hundred. But well, if you yeah. come up with five thousand and I don't need them, I still got to buy the five thousand. That's right. It's a one way deal. Yeah, but because they plant what people ask for. Right. I mean that's what you know multi year contracts are for. Right. If it takes two three years for these uh, you know hot binds to you know reach full maturity and in full delivery, like. That, that's a big investment on the grower's part right. that they need a guarantee for. Sure. But on the flip side, if they don't, like if, if the hops don't produce, you know, like that kind of sucks. Well, then the spot market goes absolutely apeshit. So it's like every other market. Uh, because of uh, the pandemic, uh, we're at a hop shortage. Well, we had this uh, mid-2000s, not the 2010s. But there was a, a fire in one of the hop warehouses out in the Yakima Valley area. And like half of the, like half the hops, uh, hop harvest from that year just like went up in smoke. So hop prices went up. Typically you're paying, you know, under 10 and suddenly you're paying over 30. Well, and I was going to say, I even remember like what there was. It was at a time where I was just getting out of home brewing, which was like 2013, and hot prices were just like astronomically high, and they would come and go so fast on these websites, like even trying to get, you know, a little <clears throat> six ounce package was like trying to buy a video card today. Like, oh, it's it's nope, it's gone. Wait, you can use hops for Bitcoin mining? Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> Been doing it wrong this whole time, right? We've all been doing it wrong. I know. I've. I've you mean I could just be playing video games with my hop cartridges? Yeah, yeah. And instead of Bitcoin mining, because. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, as you and I both found this story, but I'll let you lead it off. Oh, uh, which one? Oh, okay. So, we're looking at brewing concentrated beer. To, to save money on shipping costs. It's an article from Scientific American. And I'm thinking, 
This is old news. This has been done for many, 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 many years. Really? Um, yeah. When Budweiser is brewed, it's, I mean, it's high gravity brewing. That stuff's like seven, eight percent. And then they water it down. I mean, that, that just, that makes sense. I mean, that way you don't have to fill a fermenter with 4% beer. Right. You can just brew it to taste at, you know, eight and a half percent and then cut it to half that. Imperial Bud Heavy. I've had it. All right. I I sat in on a panel where uh-huh. they're like, here is like Bud Heavy, like post fermentation. And then like, here it is like afterwards. And I mean, it, it was it's Bud real heavy. Oh, <laughs> Bud super no, heavy. I mean, Bud thick. Bud heavy D. Bud fee. That, that was, that was some real good stuff. But I mean, high gravity brewing's been around. I mean, the Germans have kind of pioneered this whole thing. But well, this, right. But so, so the lead here, or the the, the what is the, bury the lead? I don't know if I'm using that right. But it like the the byline here, or the 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 subtext here says water is added back in before consumption. Yes. So, does this article are they trying to say that you brew heavy and then you water down and keg it and then send it out? Or because it talks about no, cutting no, no, carbon actually footprint. Goes, to step, me, the, okay, sorry, it goes a step further than that. It's not even kegging it; you're putting it into recyclable plastic bags and cardboard boxes. It's the oh, main, so it's like a soft drink machine. The main reason that this article is, or what this article is talking about is trying to make shipping beer. Like, let's say, let's pretend Sierra Nevada didn't have a facility here, sure, and they had to ship beer here. They're talking about trying to make that a greener. Way of shipping things because you're going to use way less CO2 emissions of getting it shipped and everything else. So, again, to me, this feels like, you know, the soft drink machine at your local fast food purveyor of choice. Right. Which is all great until uh, y'all been there that time when the syrup bag runs out. Yep. As a brewery, is that how you want people thinking about your beer? It's one thing when it's like Diet Coke. We've all had enough Diet Coke that we know how bad it tastes. And oh, then we know God, and then so we know bad. when it's off. Yeah. Now I'm I, I, I'm at um, the local brew pub having uh, a DDH Imperial New England IPA that tastes like water. Is it just a shit beer? Or is it though the, the the bag's empty, y'all need to replace the bag? Yeah. I mean I recognize this as being a thing, but mm, I don't like it. Don't like it at all. I mean, I guess from me being a space hippie, my standpoint is this does make sense to do something like this. But then, Jeff, to your point, what happens when the quote unquote syrup runs out and I get a Hetty Topper or I get a Pliny the Elder, but I get it not how it's supposed to be. How many terrible untapped check-ins our brewery's going to tolerate. It's one thing when it's Sierra Nevada and you get a couple people like, oh, this really tastes watery. Well, okay, they've got an aggregate number of check-ins that it doesn't really matter. People aren't checking in the Southern Shock Mountain Dew, <laughs> you know? Oh, man, this is kind of weak, you know? Right. Oh, well, that's probably because the syrup ran out. And put too much ice in it. Right? But, like, what happens, to your point, like, when it's Hetty Topper, when it, heaven forbid, when it is a a very expensive barrel aged imperial stout barley wine whatever that is three times the cost of everything else, 
and some a-hole that's trying to make a couple extra bucks just turns the knob a little bit so you get a little more water than you get the the the, the actual beer side i don't like it at all yeah whenever he drinks a dollar at mcdonald's i don't care like if i end up dumping it because the syrup was out it's not the end of the world right when but that if, when but that, if somebody's tinkering with water five percent to to make five percent more profit like i don't know there's 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 positives how, and negatives how much do you trust the supply chain right. basically and, for and how much do you trust the your servers I yeah mean, i don't trust the purveyor that's really what it comes down to they're in it to make money they're going to make as much money as they possibly can. That's their I, business. Nope, I get it. Yep. And if people want to, like, you know, stick their mouth under the faucet and drink straight out of the faucet, so be it. Mm. All right. So let, find me a fresher seltzer. So let me ask Don't you two to. this before we move on. Could you think of a better way than, let's say, again, let's pretend boundaries didn't exist. I could get shipped to here to my local beer bar, any bar or any beer that I wanted. Could you think of a better way to get a keg of. Pliny shipped to me that wouldn't. I mean, you get rid of the three tier system, maybe. Yeah, but get, that's, rid, of, get rid of some of the hand, the, the handshake and the grease palming and all that's that. That's still this. This like, is more about CO two emissions. No, no, I, I hear you. But as I find more often, the the way you combat this kind of stuff is you write a big article, and you start out and you describe what the problem is, and then you spend three pages talking about the history. And then at the bottom, you're like, and we just need to do better. The end. The end. I'm trying to think of what I, I just literally read an article about this like yesterday. And it was interesting because it was, I, I, I'll think of it later. But it was something that was like, oh, yes. And, and then here's all the history and it goes through all of it. And then at the end, it's like, yes, and we just have to do better. And I'm like, this, the, you, you literally don't even make any suggestions on how to make this better. Yeah. Which I mean, so this article gonna... this article does because, like I said, there's a company that is actually doing this right now. They're you based. Sp- spent all this time writing your thesis and your methodology, and never your conclusion. Yes. Yeah. There, there is a company based out of Denver that is currently doing this. This is how they're shipping their beer. They're concentrating it down. They're telling purveyors, "Hey, add water. Let's let's test this out and see how it works." Right. And, and like every other startup that's out there. You know, they're going to be somebody that's doing it. We're all going to be like, this is dumb. They'll get funding. They'll make a bunch of money. It'll fall apart. They'll ride off in the sunset having made money. And we didn't. Yeah. I mean, I guess kind of what you were saying, though, Jeff, it does make sense. Like if I could just, you know, me is my local watering hole. If I could sign a direct contract with Russian River to say, I want this amount of kegs. And it's just. So so put directly to me. Think about. I don't even want to say high end, but like slightly higher class restaurants who are very proud of the food they serve. And you will see on the menu that it's blah, 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 farms chicken. And it's yada, yada, yada. Like it's, it's all very descriptive because they want you to know that what you're paying for, you're actually getting the good stuff. Right. That'll never happen. I don't say never, but I mean, it'd be really difficult to have that kind of transparency with somebody who's just pulling a tap handle. Yeah. Breweries can be doing that today. I mean, there's what's stopping, you know, random brewery here in town. Uh, I'll, I'll pick on Unknown since they're not open anymore. But what, what's stopping Unknown? Still un- open for another month. Okay. All right. So I won't pick on Unknown. What, what's stopping uh, Four Friends from... Uh, there you go. There you go. Hey, oh. 
hey, we have this, you know, uh, 9% Imperial IPA, but then when they actually go to keg it, they drop enough water in it to kick it down to like 7%. They stretch their yield. I mean, they could be doing it today. We wouldn't know. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess I'm just talking myself in circles now. I hate everybody. Goodbye. All right. Fair enough. All right. Final story, Wells. So... We made I, Jeff paranoid. I right. started to get really excited about this, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, they're opening a DC facility. Um, so Other Half is getting ready to open up a, another location in Philadelphia this time. and that, West Philadelphia? I don't know. I do know that they were not born, born and raised. And raised. <sighs> Man, on the playgrounds where I spent all of my days. This is not a playground. Dang it. Well, I mean, fine. It's an old Goose Island facility. And in other news, I didn't realize there are old Goose Island facilities already. That like how many how many like Goose Island uh, brew houses were there? Because when I think Goose Island and brew pub, like I think Chicago. Yeah. And then I think about how Goose Island is brewed like across the United States at different AB facilities, but I don't really think about them having like tap rooms outside of Chicago. Anyway, apparently they had one in Philly that closed in December of 2020. And uh, anyway, other half straight out of New York uh, is, is going to be moving into there. And let me tell you, I'm really excited. Look, anytime that I see like other half expanding, I love their beer. I think some of their IPAs can be a little interchangeable, but they're, they're, Delicious, uh, and their stouts are very tasty. Very tasty. Like I just had, you know, my you know, my brother moved from New York, and you know, he's talking about how other half was like a thirty minute bike ride. Like he would just hop on his bicycle and like ride to Brooklyn. Like if the gyms are closed during COVID, what else do you do but just like ride your bike to uh, bike to other half? You know, with a little backpack to yeah. you know take pack a couple four packs and you know, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Like that's awesome. I would love to have another half facility, 30 minutes bike ride away from me. Pretty please. So yeah. Uh, shout out to all my friends in Philly. I was about to hit you up for a lot of other half beer. And then I remembered I've got a much closer mule in DC. So you missed your chance is what I'm hearing. Well, I all mean, them people missed their damn chance. Well, they didn't miss their chance. I, also, I, if you'd like to send us beer, contact at craftbeercast.com via email. Or hate mail. Or yeah. Or you can slide in our DMs at CBCast if you want to send us beer. Especially if it's other half. Or even the other other half. I don't know. Other beer? Fine. Sure. Sure. Why not? You have something good in your market. You know you do. You love it. And you wonder what we would do to trash it. Yeah, I was about to say. Um we might not be the kindest guys to send beer to, so... But we'll be honest. We'll be honest. Like, you know, I mean, like... Either, I do, either we like it or we don't. It's not yeah. like this is theater. I do feel like we're all a little guilty of when we're the ones that received the care package, we tend to be a little softer than the rest. Right. But, you know, we're nothing if not fair. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes... Well, I actually, I shouldn't say that. We're, we're absolutely unfair sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we are. Especially to Chuck. Here's a random reason that I'm upset about this beer. The end. That's me in about five minutes. Okay, fair enough. Speaking of, are we ready for break? Yes. We'll be back in 30. One minute.
time for Vinyl Buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beers on the show. We give it a simple rating, a one or a zero. We buy it or we know buy it. Jeff, first beer up. First beer up from Triple C here in Charlotte is the Thirsty Jukebox. The double dry hopped Imperial Oat Cream. Okay, IPA. It looked like it said teapot. And I'm like, what the hell is a teapot? Teapot IPA. It's so something like, you warm up water in. Teapot. It's T-Pain's daughter? I don't know. Um, <laughs> thirsty Jukebox. Oh, uh, if I only had time to play with the board, I could actually make teapot's na- voice. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that would totally be worth it. it would be it's, worth uh, it. it's it's T-Pain's marijuana strain. Teapot. Teapot. There you go. All teapot. Right. Uh, 7.5% DDH Imperial IPA. Um, normally this kind of thing is not my jam. This one is my jam. I really like this. Um, I would buy this. I, I don't always go for the oat cream IPA or even the oated IPAs. Uh, they tend to be a little softer than I like, but this one's just got it. it the hops kind of give me a little bit of sharpness there. Uh, I really like it. I'm a big buy. Yep. This well, was, this was very tasty. I've had a, a number of IPAs from the, I wouldn't say the reboot, but the new brewer over at a triple C. Uh, anytime somebody's doing oat cream IPAs, that's kind of what other half, you know, does uh-huh. and makes a lot of their money on. Uh, this, this is, this is damn good. This is solid. And to think it's made like, you know, in Charlotte. Hey, cool. I don't have to worry about muling from, Brooklyn or DC or Philadelphia for this. So uh, it it's very nice. A big fan, big buy. Josh. The, so I remember bringing this over and I asked you if you'd had this one. You said, no, not this one, but the series. Mm-hmm. So this is a series that they do? No, I mean, it's it's just a beer that they've done before. Okay. So gotcha. I, haven't had, I haven't had this iteration. Okay, had, okay. Like, because I had never seen this before, and yeah, I Thirsty mean, Jukebox seemed like a new new one to me as well. Yeah, and and, and I mean, we all know what? that. Am I, I wrong have, on this? It's possible. I have become a triple C homer. Like anything IPA they Smart. put out, it's I'm I'm in. Like, and their barrel program is really good too. I yeah, mean, like like it's just to me, it's it's one of those like, uh, what do they call it? Like sleepers, right? Like you don't. They're not normally at the top of the list whenever you bring people into town. But if people are in town, it's like, do you like beer? We need to go here. Yeah. Like, because there's going to be a little something for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And the stuff that's there is real good. Yeah. And uh, damn, this is delicious. This was a collaboration with Arcane Aleworks out of Largo, Florida. And at least the first time I had it was January of 2020. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Next beer up. Next beer up from Frost Beer Works, Heinsberg, Vermont. Uh, the Lush Sickle Double IPA. If you think we're running out of beer names, Lush Sickle. We're not. A small dose of lactose provides this iteration of Lush with a soft, creamy mouthfeel, accentuating its juicy characteristics. Um, I can confirm it has lactose in it. It is soft. It is creamy. Um, there's definitely some juice in there. This is not my jam. I'm, I'm not a creamsicle kind of guy, so not no no. I'm I'm a, I'm a no buy on this one. I'm sure it's a good beer. I just don't I don't care for it. No buy. Wells, that's fine. Uh, I already know that our palates are going to differ on this one. Uh, I'm a big fan. It is nice. It's it is soft. It is uh, a so touch, soft. A touch, seat, a a touch soft. sweet. Soft. But uh, 
but this is really tasty. So uh, big thanks to Patrick for muling this back from Vermont. Josh. Josh, what do you think? Another big thanks to Patrick. I don't even know who Patrick is for muling this back it's from brother. Vermont. my brother. Okay. He uh, was the one that brought all the uh, heady oh, okay. alchemist stuff. Uh, he brought what? I don't remember that. Did I miss that show? You, yeah, you did. It was a show with no mics. Fine. You'd have been bored anyways. I'm not saying that. <laughs> uh, this is delicious. Like This is like a big creamsicle, pineapple-y, pillowy hug on my mouth. And it's... Pillowy hug. I like that. It's damn good. Big, huge buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Dissolver uh, in Asheville. Uh, Wells' favorite new place. And hoof hearted a uh, beer called we don't sell those here believe it or not the only beer called we don't sell those here really what i thought we were running out of beer names wow, wow. this is a double dry hopped double ipa uh with brew one sabro and eldorado cryo hops um this is really damn good i i Ooh. i know i know um <laughs> what Got him. <laughs> well, okay. So like, it's really good. I like it. The hops work for me. It clicks on every cylinder. And then I see the price tag and go like, I can't buy that. I, I can't. I, I'm not spending $22 on a four pack. But you would spend 18. So. No, I didn't say that. What beer? What? What? Well, no, no. Off mic. What? 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 I, what I, off no, mic no. conversations we were having. 18 bucks for a. Four pack you are okay with from a certain brewery that's local. Um, no, no, I, I said I have, not that I want to. Okay, and I have to like you know like sometimes I have to talk myself out of that. So would you talk? Real question. Yeah, it, you've had this now. Yep, you were presented. It was presented to you at that price point. Would you talk yourself out of it? Yeah, absolutely. I would not buy this. Um, what, it, what did you say the price was? 22? Twenty twenty two. So it was, it was like five and a half dollars. That's right. I can't. Which is just, I mean, so so five and a half dollars for a pint, five fifty a pint. But but you got to understand, I am cheap as hell, and I drink at home. So if you ever go out to a restaurant, it's that's five fifty a pint. Yes, tell me you're getting this beer for five fifty anywhere. You're not. You're exactly my point. For, you're getting it for ten if it's at a restaurant. Exactly. And you're getting it for five fifty at home. Yeah, that's a steal, man. It okay? Sure. I'm. I'm still like again. The the twenty two dollars is is a sticker shock for me. It's enough. Like all right. I I get it. Beer math aside, it's it's good. Um, I can buy, you know, a six pack and a half of beer that's not as good. But good enough. All right. And right now I need to be cheap. Wells. Look, I I was reaching for this the second that I saw Brew One Hops featured. Uh, I know you like your Dissolver Brew One. Yeah, that was one of my favorite beers of last year. Uh, that hop variety just absolutely intrigues me. I cannot get enough of it. Anytime I see a Brew One hopped beer i am reaching for it um that said dissolver hoof hearted coming together for this uh i mean that's kind of hard to go wrong as well but dissolver brew one hoof hearted like that trio just oh my god 
Uh, this was real damn good. I'm a huge fan. I'm a buy. Josh, what do you think? So, <clears throat> again, off my conversations, Wells was like, hey, I've got one of them. Because I, again, brought it. This actually was, so I brought singles of everything, and then I brought three of those over. Like, no idea, sight unseen, like. Dissolver and Brew One. Like, yeah, you, you like, both resonated enough with that. And I feel like, for especially for the two of you, that is a smart enough purchase. Yeah. And I figured, all right, well, it, you know, if he hates everything else, at least we can split this. And he's like, oh, hey, by the way, Josh, I've got one of those for the show. You don't have to sacrifice your last one. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I kind of <laughs> forgot which beer we were talking about. So I was like, ah, here, Jeff, here's all the beers that I've got for the show. Wells walks in and goes, you know, um, hey, I brought this too. We could do a coin flip or, you know, I could just take this. And I'm like, um, you treated me to Rochambeau. Hey, he, t- he treated me to delicious beer, so he can take the last Kick one. Kick you in the nuts. This is damn good. Like, whoo. Wow. Uh, where the fuck is Dissolver at in Nashville? Because I almost feel like I need to go there before I go to any other fucking brewery there. Downtown. Like, holy shit. Yeah, they're real good. It's, but it's it's not... Like, so many breweries are, like, South Slope-ish. Yeah, yeah. Ish, and this is more, like, Lexington Ave. Okay. Um, so, if you've ever been to, like, Lexington Avenue Brewery, which was Canarchy, but then they closed, and I don't know if they're going to reopen or whatever. Um, that neck of the woods. Okay. So, gotcha. downtown Asheville. I mean, like... Yeah, I feel like a fall trip is in, in store for me, finally. To get I, back up there, I haven't been up well, there. I, th- in I think years. it needs to be like a summer trip because it ain't. It's not as hot up there. Yeah, good point. Y- you go up there to like flee the <laughs> the, the oppressive the heat. heat of Charlotte. Yeah, Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up uh, from Burial is a say. That's not a can. Correct. You'll also never see it again. Uh, <laughs> this is a saying of prayers. A wine barrel aged barley wine with Tahitian vanilla, Mexican vanilla, and bourbon vanilla beans. So I read this and I'm like, ah, yes, vanilla. I smell it and I smell barley. I'm not getting a ton of vanilla on the nose. Mm hmm. Take a sip of it. It's sweet. It's chewy. It's delicious. I could go for a little more vanilla to it. But the vanilla is kind of there on the back end. Um, it just feels like they really touted the vanilla they put in here, and it's not like super vanilla forward. That being said, much like the other big burial bottle we had, Eighth Passing, or maybe it was Anno Domini, I feel like like even though they describe it in a pronounced way, they used it in a very subtle and excellent way. Um, I feel like this is really well done. Um, I'm a big buy on this. Wells? My guess, my assumption, is that they even added vanilla to this barley wine, not to have it be a vanilla barley wine, but just to kind of cut some of that harshness that you might get with a red wine barrel aged treatment. The red Um, wine's there. I mean, like, it's dry. Yes, it is. It's real nice. But it's not too dry. And I think that's like the safety net. Like... You have this big, you know, 12% ABV 
uh, English style barley wine with aged in red wine barrels. And, and that, that could be a recipe for a disaster. It could be a really niche product. And just having some vanilla in there to smooth it out. They already had some vanilla on hand for one of those other beers, Jeff, like you were talking about. Right. Like, why don't we just kind of smooth this one out a little bit? Um, this is this is delicious. So, yes. okay. Uh, actually, I'll let Josh weigh in and then i've got a, a, an extra comment to add here sure okay uh this this is absolutely delicious i it is alcohol forward um it is wine forward it is dryish. uh i think it could have been a lot worse had it not been for that vanilla i'm a huge fan of this i'm glad i bought what i did uh big buy josh what do you think so I know it's been a long time since you've brewed. You were a professional brewer, but you probably still know. We all know what actual, at least to me, what real Madagascar vanilla beans do to your mouth. Like, it almost coats your mouth in a weird way. And the second that I drank this, that was the feeling I got. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They, this isn't the fake that, bullshit yeah, yeah. extract. Yeah. This is the real shit. And it dries out the tannins enough from that red wine barrel that it's not overwhelming. Right. And especially in the barley line, it's a weird choice to go with. But, yep. Damn. But it, so, so the description here says that it was brewed 18 months ago, thrown into red wine barrels and some spent bourbon oak casks. And then after racking, they aged it on a blend of Mexican Tahitian and bourbon vanilla beans. Which feeds my theory. Yeah. Yeah, they needed to do something a little bit different. Like this wasn't, we're going to make this vanilla barley wine that they aged in bourbon barrels. Vanilla came in almost as an afterthought, maybe. Or they tried it and said, "Mm, we need to do something. What do we need to do? Oh, hey, Jay Wakefield, since you collaborated on this beer, what should we do? And they're like, oh, yeah, vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. Because, yes, a collab with Jay Wakefield, which I didn't realize. Yeah, I saw this. uh, So... The burial bottle shop that is opening here has apparently, unbeknownst to me, been open for a while and been taking online orders. Where the hell do you think these beers come from? Yeah, I didn't know. A- Asheville? Yeah, no. I didn't know until I saw your comment today I, I on, the, on the Charlotte I, subreddit. I and I was like, are you fucking your... kidding me? I I have been missing this this whole time? I talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. I've been picking beers up for them for months. And then I, I saw this beer and I was like, <laughs> holy shit. They did a beer with Jay Wakefield? Like, fuck. And then you brought it? Fuck. Damn, dude. This keep, is... Keep it in your pants, Josh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Put the tweezers away. It's time for I Tap That. It's pretty simple. Out of all the beers that we had on the show, and this is going to be a real tough one for me, at least. What are we going to put on our kegerator? So, Jeff, where are you going, man? Um... Yeah, I, I feel like I got to go burial. Um, that triple C was real good, but, uh, I could also see myself getting like, like with so many new England styles, uh, even the ones that I really like, I, I have yet to go through a whole pint of one and say, Hmm, that was a good choice. I would like another. Okay. Whereas the burial, like that's one that it will, it will sit in my kegerator for a long time as I slowly nurse it to death. And slowly, he means by like two years. Yeah, but Which I is think nothing wrong with that. But I, but I, but I also think this would hold up beautifully. Yeah. Well, I know we say this 
more than occasionally. But this is a really fucking tough decision. Is it going to be the burial? That's a delicious barley wine. Or is it going to be the dissolver that is just an excellent brew one representation? I'm going to have to... God bless. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm going to have to go... Uh, only because I regretted it for like six months. I'm going to have to go with the dissolver. That is a great beer. I could do so much damage on a keg of this. Much respect to Burial's a saying of prayers because Jesus, I, uh, I don't, I just, Josh, kick it to you. All right, so, wow, I can't believe I'm gonna do this. Hell yes, thirsty jock jukebox gets jockbox, jockbox, thirsty jockbox, thirsty jukebox gets thirsty jockstrap. Ugh. Ugh, I mean. Wow, talk about a turnaround. Like, I feel really bad about all the beers that I brought on show one. And now I'm like, I kind of redeemed myself on show two. A little bit. Just a little bit. And then Wells did his thing. and But that burial is... Mm, damn, that's good. And Aren't I did... They? All right, so... Off mic, talk me through that process. Because I tried to check out through Charlotte. And I couldn't order anything. So I don't know what I did wrong. Um... Anyways. Every Wednesday. Okay. Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, my man? Crapbeercast.com. Come check us out. Tell a friend. Subscribe to our stuff. Like and subscribe. Boing, boing, boing. Hit that bell. We're not on YouTube, so no, screw all not. that. We are on Spotify, though. Yeah. And uh, Google oh Google Play Podcast. I don't know. They change. I was saying, is that even like, a thing anymore? Google changes their, their whole thing like every couple of months. So I can't even keep up with where we're at on that. I think we're somehow built up on that. I don't know. Wherever you subscribe to us, tell a friend. You know, that's all. Like, we're, we're just in it for that. We don't, we don't care. Wells, where do they find you? Besides right here, uh, once yes, every other We don't want everybody. We don't want all three listeners right here. No, we don't. Oh, it'd be kind of fun. <sighs> We've had one at a time, and that was enough. That's fun. Do you want to see a full-blown panic attack? Let's have that happen. <laughs> uh, you can find me... Um, oh, is that all it's going to take? Shit, I'm on this. Three people? That's no problem. Uh, you can find me on the Insta Twits at all the wells. All one word. Josh, where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcast of choice. And don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash crap your cats can't talk. Words are hard. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday.